Now, even as we cooperate more closely in the areas I've described, our partnership includes a third element, addressing areas where our governments disagree, including on human rights. I say this not to single out Vietnam. Uh, no nation is perfect. Two centuries on, the United States is still striving to live up to our founding ideals. We still deal with our shortcomings. Too much money in politics and rising economic inequality. Racial bias in our criminal justice system. Women still not being paid as much as men doing the same job. We still have problems, and we're not immune from criticism. I promise you, I hear it every day. But that's scrutiny, that open debate, confronting our imperfections and allowing everybody to have their say has helped us grow stronger and more prosperous and more just. I've said this before, the United States does not seek to impose our form of government on Vietnam. The rights I speak of, I believe, are not American values. I think they are universal values, written into the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. They're written into the Vietnamese Constitution, which states that citizens have the right to freedom of speech and freedom of the press, and have the right of access to information, the right to assembly, the right to association, and the right to demonstrate. That's in the Vietnamese Constitution. So really, this is an issue about all of us, each country, trying to consistently apply these principles, making sure that we, those of us in government, are being true to these ideals. In recent years, Vietnam has made some progress. Vietnam's committed to bringing its laws in line with its new constitution and with international norms. Under recently passed laws, the government will disclose more of its budget and the public will have the right to access more information. And as I said, Vietnam has committed to economic and labor reforms under the TPP. So these are all positive steps. And ultimately, the future of Vietnam will be decided by the people of Vietnam. Every country will chart its own path and our two nations have different traditions and different political systems and different cultures. But as a friend of Vietnam, allow me to share my view, why I believe nations are more successful when universal rights are upheld. When there's freedom of expression and freedom of speech, and when people can share ideas and access the internet and social media without restriction, that fuels the innovation economies need to thrive. That's where new ideas happen. That's how a Facebook starts. That's how some of our greatest companies began. Because somebody had a new idea that was different, and they were able to share it. When there's freedom of the press, when journalists and bloggers are able to shine a light on injustice or abuse, that holds officials accountable and builds public confidence that the system works. When candidates can run for office and campaign freely, and voters can choose their own leaders in free and fair elections, 
It makes the countries more stable because citizens know that their voices count and that peaceful change is possible. And it brings new people into the system. When there's freedom of religion, it not only allows people to fully express the love and compassion that are at the heart of all great religions, but it allows faith groups to serve their own communities through schools and hospitals and care for the poor and the vulnerable. And when there's freedom of assembly and citizens are free to organize in civil society, then countries can better address challenges that government sometimes cannot solve by itself. So it is my view that upholding these rights is not a threat to stability, but actually reinforces stability and is the foundation of progress. After all, it was a yearning for these very rights that inspired people around the world, including Vietnam, to throw off colonialism. And I believe that upholding these rights is the fullest expression of the independence that so many cherish, including here, in a nation that proclaims itself to be of the people, by the people, and for the people. Vietnam will do it differently than the United States does. And each of us will do it differently from many other countries around the world. But there are these basic principles that I think we all have to try to work on and improve. And I say this as somebody who's about to leave office. So I have the benefit of almost eight years now of reflecting on how our system has worked and interacting with countries around the world uh, who are constantly trying to improve their systems as well. Now, finally, our partnership, I think, can meet global challenges that no nation can solve by itself. If we're going to ensure the health of our people and the beauty of our planet, then development has to be sustainable. Natural wonders like Halong Bay and uh, Sundong Cave have to be preserved for our children and our grandchildren. Rising seas threaten the coasts and waterways on which so many Vietnamese depend. And so as partners in the fight against climate change, we need to fulfill the commitments we made in Paris, and we need to help farmers and villages and, and people who depend on fishing to adapt and to bring more clean energy to places like the Mekong Delta. This is a rice bowl of the world that we need to feed future generations. And we can save lives beyond our borders. By helping other countries strengthen, for example, their health systems, we can prevent outbreaks of disease from becoming epidemics that threaten all of us. And as Vietnam deepens its commitment to UN peacekeeping, the United States is proud to help train your peacekeepers. And what a truly remarkable thing that is. Our two nations that once fought each other now standing together and helping others achieve peace as well. So in addition to our bilateral relationship, our partnership also allows us to help shape the international environment in ways that are positive. Now, fully realizing the vision that I've described today is not going to happen overnight, and it is not inevitable. There may be stumbles and setbacks along the way. There are going to be times where there are misunderstandings. It will take sustained effort and true dialogue where both sides continue to change. But considering all the history and hurdles that we've already overcome,
I stand before you today very optimistic about our future together. And my confidence is rooted, as always, in the friendship and shared aspirations of our peoples. I think of all the Americans and Vietnamese who have crossed a wide ocean, some reuniting with families for the first time in decades, and who, like Jing Kong Sun said in his song, have joined hands in opening their hearts and, and seeing our common humanity in each other. I think of all the Vietnamese Americans who've succeeded in every walk of life, doctors, journalists, judges, public servants. One of them who was born here wrote me a letter and said, by God's grace, I've been able to live the American dream. I'm very proud to be an American, but also very proud to be Vietnamese. And today he's here. Today he's here, back in the country of his birth, because he said his personal passion is improving the life of every Vietnamese person. I think of a new generation of Vietnamese, so many of you, so many of the young people who are here, who are ready to make your mark on the world. And I want to say to all the young people listening, your talent, your drive, your dreams, in those things Vietnam has everything it needs to thrive. And your destiny is in your hands. This is your moment, and as you pursue the future that you want, I want you to know that the United States of America will be right there with you as your partner and as your friend. And many years from now, when even more Vietnamese and Americans are studying with each other, innovating and doing business with each other, standing up for our security and promoting human rights and protecting our planet with each other. Uh, I hope you think back to this moment and draw hope from the vision that I've offered today. Or, if I can say it another way, uh, in words that you know well from the tale of Kyo, please take from me this token of trust so we can embark upon our 100-year journey together. Kamun Chakban, thank you very much. Thank you, Vietnam. Thank you.